0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Did you know I've had my podcast for 15 years? Do you know that it is the most downloaded sports podcast of all time? Did you know I have guests from the sports world, from the culture world, people who work for The Ringer, people outside The Ringer, celebrities, experts, you name it. It's on my podcast three times a week, late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, late Thursday night, The Bill Simmons Podcast. Check it out on Spotify.
1: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX.
0: What a wonderful day!
1: This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time.
0: They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king.
1: Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Football Podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hunt. Oh, new intro. We need to decide what we're going
2: to do about this. We do. How are you anyway, first? I'm very well. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right.
1: I'm extremely good, actually. How are
2: you? Is that because you had a Manchester United free weekend?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't even joke, you know. It might be. Uh, I had some very nice Thai food at the weekend. Nice walk. Got my proteins in. Watched my local side. SFC Inter. The Unicorns winning. Uh, friendly 3-0 nice. very very good actually yeah all the goals coming from midfield see so, yeah, nice one man well we'll save the uh, we'll save the
2: what do we do with the intro chat for another time because a uh, quick reminder we well we, first of all we hope everyone's staying safe and well quick reminder yes. the Ring FC feed will soon become Stadio a football podcast right his house has got his own feed you can go and find it it will be po- we'll be dual posting for a couple of weeks so everything will be on this feed for now and then it will just be us two on this here feed righty's house will leave along with all of the listeners <laughs> and we will we will remain <laughs> and it'll just be you and us like the John Travolta gif being like what where the hell did everyone go <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like the old days uh, just like <laughs> the old days indeed but yeah other than that righty's house this week will go up on Wednesday evening UK time Flo and I will join righty this week Um not sure what we're going to chat about yet but I imagine there'll be some Manchester United Liverpool chat oh, there must in be. there.
1: Yeah, there must be. Yeah.
2: Any other admin apart from that? That's all the admin? I think that's it. That's it so far. Nice. All right. Well, we're going to be pretty brief today, I think, because i got to get out of here. But mm. we're going to, well, actually, we're going to save most of the Bundesliga chat for Thursday because you wanted to talk about the Bundesliga a little bit. I feel like it deserves a wider conversation. So we'll mention a couple of results, but we'll, 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 we want to go into some Bundesliga stuff on, on Thursday. And also, if it's cool with you, Musa, on Thursday, I'd like to talk a little bit about the young Barcelona players that we have shouted out before, but I feel like yeah, have been a yeah, little bit yeah, forgotten absolutely. with the nonsense Und- Understandably, this summer. Understandably. So can we do a bit on those on Thursday as well? We can. Because we've, we've kind of, I think, rightly criticised Barcelona this summer, but there are a lot of positives at Barcelona still. Let's maybe do those on Thursday. Yeah. But we'll touch on the leagues. We'll touch on a little roundup, but I think we're going to keep it pretty Premier League focused. Yeah. All right, let's get into it after this. Let's
1: do it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details.
2: Maybe we'll touch on it on Wednesday because Flo's there, but I would like to just begin with Caroline Weir knocking her old club out of the Champions League qualification stages
1: for Real Madrid. With a goal, with a goal that could have won the final.
2: I know. And this is like preliminary knockout. Unbelievable like, finish. qualifying stages. Unbelievable. Maybe we, I think, I like, want to talk yeah. to Flo about this because this has got like, Flo can, like chaos Flo
1: can come out. So maybe we should say that for you right need, to, Yeah, house. you need to get into that with, yeah. But that, that just those who haven't seen it, Caroline Weir's 15th minute winner against uh, Manchester City, her old team, obviously, in the first round, preliminary round of the Champions League, Champions League is... Is an extraordinary finish. Like, the, just the whole goal is like, put it this way strikers from every generation who've ever played the nine will look at that and be like, yeah, I, I, w- I wish I'd scored that. It was amazing. There'll be a lot of jealousy about that goal. It's an unbelievable finish. So like, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Um,
2: all right. So, where should we begin today? Leeds Chelsea, I think. Do you know what? I think
1: so too. I think so. I think Leeds Chelsea because not just the. um the result, but the manner of it, uh, Mm. the demonstration, Chelsea's trajectory, Leeds trajectory, Jesse Marsh getting what he wants out of the players, Thomas Tuchel not getting what he wants out of his players and maybe not getting the players he wants. There's so much going on. I think Leeds-Chelsea has to be there. So Leeds United 3-Chelsea 0 is where I think we should start. All submissions welcome from Leeds and Chelsea fans. But what's so funny about this rivalry being it is a fair distance geographically is that beef can find you anywhere. Listen, there's, the thing about the football universe is smoke is always ready to find you. You can you can hide in the depths of a black hole. There'll be something along. There'll be someone beefing with you in a black hole. There'll be someone beefing with you in a black hole. <laughs> Should hope Probably so. because you
2: you're still writing threads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you and your threads. But but enough about enough about me. Enough
2: about me. <laughs> 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 For those who don't know, there is a there is a contractual obligation that I have to do some kind of. Musa, what's the word? A little bit of like fo- Musa focus, and he, so he can be like, "Oh no, 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 no!" no like one per, episode, <laughs> one per it's, episode. One per episode. Actually, good track. if you go back, you can count, collect them all. It was something that <laughs> Musa stipulated that he would not sign with the Ringer unless this was in there.
1: <laughs>
2: my chance to break America. <laughs> this is my chance to break America.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Anyway,
2: sorry. I'm only kidding. Um, terrified Alex? thought. Terrified thought. It's
1: not getting Leeds, flew out the trap. But here's the funny thing about this game like, it was so interesting because we'll get to Man City, obviously, in the podcast. But in both games, the team with the bigger profile and the more resources was undone doing the kind of thing that it had done so well to other teams. Mm. So, Man City loved the diagonal run in field, and that is kind of what almost did for them against Newcastle. Mm. Chelsea just ferocious pressing, closing all the spaces. And we saw Chelsea do that from the moment Tuchel arrived. And here, the, the spaces, the, the compression of spaces before, um, there was a split second before um, Leeds players arrived on the scene. A Chelsea player just regained possession. And a split second later, the screen is full of three, play, three, three Leeds players. Yeah. And that was just the case throughout the game. Now, having said all that, Chelsea started really quite well. And Raheem Sterling- They had the better chances. Yeah, very good early chance. Yeah. He put one in that was off offside, but the one that he missed was probably a better chance mm. earlier in the game. That's two and two and for be, Raheem. Yeah, I'm,
2: yeah. Of I'm, kind of chances I didn't want to that say... he probably should have put away. But he's always he's always been like this. I don't think this is a potential. Yeah. I don't think this is a massive criticism in because elite number nines have that thing where people say they always seem to miss chances, but then they'll score unbelievable goals. I think he's never. This been is the, the funny most, thing about this like, game, though. No, super duper on on-strucker. point finisher. Yeah.
1: He's not, I mean, you look at like Ma- Mares is a, uh, I would say as a finisher, as a more reliable finisher, as a winger, um, but he's unusual in that. I think the, th- the thing I would say about this game was it really reminds you of Chelsea's need for that finisher. Like you can see why they're pursuing Aubameyang so much because it really is a problem. Like you watch this Chelsea team and even early on when they had the measure of the chances and they were pressing forward well, it's very hard to see where the goals are coming from for this team. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, and I don't mean that so disrespectfully. The other thing about this game that was strange was the early, um, the early yellow for Koulibaly on Aronson, and I was like, he looks out of sorts it seems in this game. Spiteful. Like he, he did. He well, it it it, it seems spiteful, but also like just the press looked like it was overwhelming because you know you don't make that kind of foul that far from goal if you're not kind of bewildered by the surrounding circumstances. Mm. And what I will say, like when. When Leeds' first goal arrived, Aronson charging down uh, a Mendy faint. That I've never seen a goal there's been such a long trailer for. Like the trailer for that goal <laughs> lasted like half oh, you know. <laughs> so I don't even need to see the movie. It's <laughs> like it's they one just, of those, they like- just, It was like it was just like watching a shark's fin get closer and closer. And Mendy, Mendy's there bathing. I was like, get out of the water. And Mendy's like, no, fine. fine no, there's a shark's fin. Oh, no, 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 fine, fine. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the shark was right there. It
2: was like that famous it's scene like- in Austin Powers with the, the roller. And he's like, no.
0: And he's super far away.
1: And you're like, no, this is going on for way too long. It was exactly it was exactly like that. The roller was arriving for, I think, the first 20, 25 minutes of that half you saw it's, it, if you go back and look it's, it's uncanny if you go back and watch the, the two or three presses before Aronson scores and I love Anson, I loved him at Philadelphia like he was a so player so that good. stood out even yeah so good but I didn't know he could press this one well. I knew he could play and he could finish been, this there's is been the odd just intensity.
2: a glimpse behind the curtain there's been the odd message of excitement in the uh,
1: Stadio ringer WhatsApp group yeah like this, he's the like, one that stood out hasn't he he really is the one yeah. that stood out but if you look at each of the presses Ryan I think there's two or three before you see the gaps between the attackers and Mendy getting closer and closer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wanted to touch on a couple of things you said there. First of all, the need for a striker because I feel that mm. I'm wary of making definitive judgments on teams already right. because, yeah. as we saw yeah. last season, as we've seen every season up until the first international break, can, can be often so all over the place because teams come back in various states of fitness, cohesion. Yeah, you look at Manchester United, prime example. They really need to try and add. Like they've got, well, looks like they've got they've got Casemiro. Mm they probably need to try and get another three in, really.
1: Yeah, 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 that's fair,
2: that's fair. Whereas Chelsea, I think, are kind of in the middle. A couple of Chelsea fans have got in touch with us because we 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 expressed a bit of concern about the potential lack of goals, saying, but yeah, you know, you've got goals in Harvest and you've got goals in Mount and you've got goals in Sterling, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I agree with that. We we both agree with that. But I think this is a prime example of a game where that goal scorer could turn a 3-0 into a 2-1 away win. Because if you get that first goal against Leeds... Yes. a digger across the game. Yeah, yeah. And take a little bit of the heat out of the game because that was the thing. It was like that the, the pressure seemed to build on Chelsea and the crowd were unbelievable and the atmosphere was very hostile. And it was a very... It was, I find this really interesting when you, when you saw a side like Chelsea put in such a good performance against Spurs. Mm. And I think the outcome and the aftermath of that may have, may have had more of an effect than we anticipated because Tuckle looked quite deflated after the Leeds game obviously they've lost 3-0 but saying stuff like well we didn't have a plane to go to Leeds and we had to get the bus and that carried on today and it's just this kind of like all right like that's not really something that you would you know like getting the bus to Leeds is what like
1: four hours it's not like you have to get yeah, the not bus the biggest hindrance to... to... yeah yeah also those those are nice coaches those are nice yeah, coaches.
2: exactly the coach that you travel to Leeds in was probably nicer than any hotel I've ever stayed in. <laughs> the second point I was trying to make was just how you saw a side like Chelsea last week, like you said you know, kind of be undone by the thing that we thought of them mm. how it can flip so quickly, yeah, yeah. I don't want to kind of sound the alarm for Chelsea because like I said it's only three games in, but there is a, uh, there's a slight, you know the emoji the Ancelotti emoji but like,
1: Yeah, the raised eyebrow, yeah a, no,
2: there is there was a question a, there um, I mean, This is one to keep an eye on because there's what, a week left before the window shuts and it doesn't seem like super happy
1: already. The depth isn't there. But I think the depth it is. You, know, this though, is the thing. you
2: still have people like Pulisic. You still have people like had- Hudson Adoy, Ziesh, all of these players. You've got Ben Chill as mm. a backup to Kukurela, who we talked about last week. Something's going on there, Ben. Kulabali had an amazing game against Spurs, looked a little bit ropey against Leeds. But I think maybe this was just the whole, the whole environment and the whole kind of perfect storm.
1: Cliché for Chelsea, maybe. I don't know. Well, I, you look at the, Arsenal have jumped out and they, they know what they're doing. They have an identity. They're playing a style that is, you know, everyone knows what they're doing. Gallagher, Jorginho was the pivot they used here and they got overwhelmed. And I just wonder if the spikiness of Tuchel or the discomfort is a bit because, you know, he went to his depth and didn't work. Like tactically, he went and tried something a bit different. Mm. Gallego Jorginho is the pivot against this Leeds team and just got like, got outrun, outdone. And when I say depth, I mean Kovacic's fitness, he's in and out. Like Kovacic is obviously outstanding. To be honest, I've always said this, Kante Kovacic is my favourite Chelsea midfield. But how much can he rely on his main players? How much is there a decline? Like we don't, we don't really know what he's projecting in terms of the fitness for those two players, Kante and Kovacic, but they're essential. And I wonder if there's a concern about depth in the midfield area, in the centre mid and in, and in the striker area, because that's where I see for Chelsea the problem, like how quickly the ball gets moved through the middle and, and, and who puts it in the net, frankly. And like the thing about Chelsea and the nine, it's funny because they're a, a club that has relied a lot on talismanic nines. Mm. Um, and and yeah, really they've had a lot who have struggled. Yeah, well, well, because actually the way that Chelsea play for some reason is like, it puts a lot of responsibility on the line. So Drogba, Diego Costa we've seen them just absolutely flourish and they, they need someone like that and they
2: but then you've got like a Torres Shevchenko uh, Marata, Morata yeah. a Higuain a um, Pato which I still think everyone just forgets
1: rocked up at Chelsea like, it's just, I mean George Ware did a few games and, <laughs> exactly but, this, 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 this like, but there is there is a thing there's a thing there's a shortage of player globally that can do that there's always going to be a wild demand because an established nine that can sort of take that Obviously, Lewandowski could would would just be extraordinary in that role. But how many players are like that on the market? I mean, if you look Very at few.
2: actually Gabriel Jesus's early form and early movement and the way that he's playing football at Arsenal, yeah,
1: I mean, he would have been perfect yeah. for Chelsea. Actually, in terms of what they're trying to do, there, there was a lot. Can I can I say this now? It's all it's all it's all ancient history now. But given his exceptional start, but there was a lot of banter about Jesus. Yeah, there was a lot of banter. Let's talk about Leeds
2: because. I don't think I've ever seen Jesse Marsh this fired up
1: and I'm not
2: sure how I felt about it. If I'm
1: being honest, (laughs) it it makes a change from Bielsa on his, on his dustbin, but that's why I like it. I think as a, as Bielsa was like someone that channeled it Mm. and Jesse Marsh exudes it. They're different. What I love about what what he's done is that he's created a, he has a style of football, which complements beautifully what um, Bielsa was doing in, in, Maybe you could even say not a greater fluidity, but see that Bamford was more than nine. Rodrigo, you could almost say like that, that's almost an interchangeable front four: Aronson, James, Rodrigo Harrison, been Rodrigo, and bring in Mark Rocker from Bayern. I just love that as that a signing. Is, it's, that's so such an unbelievable it's so clever, believable signing that I don't. Did we even talk about so that in the summer? Cle- we, must have. we didn't even talk. It's so clever. It's so clever. Like, it's like it's. I also perfect. thought of
2: another signing that they should go for. Oh, who's that? Because Rafinha's gone. The one area that they yep. could potentially upgrade is maybe on the right flank or one of the flanks, depending on how they want to line up.
1: Or how they use James, to be honest, because he's interesting. I think his career, but well, this season for him is going to be very interesting. Well, I was thinking that maybe if you took Daniel James out of the lineup,
2: and used him as a second choice. And, you know, they've got Brendan Aronson in there, but there's another American somewhere who could do with some game
1: time. Oh, no. that, that he did come un- on in this game. That's unreal shout. Would he do it though? I'm not sure. That's the
2: thing. I mean, Leeds is amazing. It's a great city to live in. Yeah. And obviously it's, it's a, one, a one club
1: town. He'd fit that profile much better than the United link.
2: But can you imagine also, like Leeds would just be everyone's big like favorite team in the States. Yeah, true, true. That's an incredible shout, you know. I know that he probably wants Champions League and stuff like that, but is it better for him to be playing all game, every game, and not in Europe, or is it, or playing bit part roles in Champions
1: League teams? I think that's a better shot because he'd be competing directly against Sancho at United.
2: But also why would Chelsea loan him to Manchester United? Why would they loan him to someone who yeah, in I theory is pushing for like 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 we said, six into four doesn't go. Right. And there there are going to be some disappointed teams and fans at the end of the season with this
1: this Champions League race. Especially when you see some of the results this week and you realise that yeah. actually there are teams that are being disrespectful. And effectively so. Yeah. Like there are some very disrespectful results. I effective
2: disrespect sounds like a effective really disrespect. underappreciated hip hop crew that, uh, that did like some of the most, the, all of your favorite hip hop artists like reference and no one's ever heard of.
1: Yeah. Like KMD, like the early uh, yeah, dude. man.
2: T- like basically the, the reason I wanted to make beats is because I, I got given this effective disrespect, like mixtape. Beat tape, yeah. Yeah. And beat tape. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I want to make stuff like that. And it was just, you know, and then it cuts. I can see the documentary right now. Effective disrespect, raps, forgotten
1: geniuses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. No, yeah. So lots of effective disrespect. There we (laughs) go. Look (laughs) at us. More phrases. Lots of effective disrespect in the league this week, which which leads me to believe, like yourself, that it's too early to call anything. Pulisic Mm. at Leeds. I love that, actually.
2: Let's go to Newcastle. Three all against Man City. Yeah, the only two sides who before this game kicked off had not conceded a goal this season in the Premier League they made up for lost time they have conceded many goals now they have indeed it was a good game this it was and um, I did I did. can I just be a little bit mischievous yeah. because obviously yeah. you know the ownership the ownership of both clubs threw into you know threw a lot of narrative around the game yeah, yeah. and I did like the fact that Pep Guardiola's first post-match quote was something like you know, this is just how football's supposed to be or something like that. And I was just like, hmm. Really, Pep? (laughs) Is it? (laughs) I mean, I get what you're trying to say, because it was a very good game football, but... (laughs) Yeah. Really? Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) On the pitch, it was extremely entertaining. And I think Newcastle did unbelievably well to get back into the game and take a two-goal lead, because when that Gunduan goal went in, I was a bit like, oh oh no, is this going to just be one of those four... Five nils. Is Pep gonna do that thing again where he praises Eddie Howe and then hammers him?
1: Yeah, that's that's his thing. That's his party piece. But this is the first time it's not happened. No, you're right, it's absolutely the first time. Compelling evidence, compelling evidence that this is the individual who, in my view, should have got the Gucci deal. Alan Sir Maximan was I thought you were talking about Eddie Howe. Spectacular. No, no, oh no, no. Alan Sir Maximan spectacular in this game. You know, it's interesting because obviously Newcastle, all the new money, we know about all of that. How interesting though, that a player, you know, who, you know, sort of predated that and really has done so much to kind of, I think, keep that creativity alive and remind Newcastle what they were their most thrilling. And this is the funny thing. If you look at like Newcastle now over the last sort of 20 years or whatever, I wonder if he gets into people's like watchers' favourite eleven.
0: Just because Ooh. of what he brings,
1: yeah. Because here's the thing, like, and they do love, Newcastle they do love, like tricky wingers, yeah, tricky, and also like devastating. Like they've always had, they've had tricky wings for a while, but someone like Alisson Maximin, like in form like this, I mean, John Stones had just come back in. Um, Aké had to go off. There was a bit of disarray, but he created that. Mm. He created a lot of that, and he made the run. There's a run that Gareth Bale made when um uh, Spurs beat United three two Old Trafford. The diagonal one in fields. He was yeah. going one on one against Walker the whole time. I've, I've very rarely seen Carl Walker that flustered. It doesn't happen that often. But not only was he going on the outside, he was cutting in across and he was making those really aggressive cuts that actually we've seen with City before. When you go in, in at like sort of the defence material position, it's not really, it's not like it's not a judgment on Rodri. It's more that City don't expect people to be disrupting the base of their playmaking because people just don't do it. Like people aren't good enough mm-hmm. to do it. Most players don't have the confidence. Don't have the vision. And, and Maximan was almost like, the MF Doom lyric about like, <laughs> he treats shows like robberies in and out. Like, he got in and out and laid it off. He, he didn't get overexcited. It's like Usman Dembele against Real Sociedad, by contrast, where it almost, felt like, it almost felt like the coach was saying, listen, three people go on Dembele because he cannot resist a crowd of defenders. He'll run into them and lose the ball. Whereas, St. So Maximan running into a crowd of defenders always made the right choice, like 90% of the time made the right choice. Got infield, laid it off, and they couldn't cope with it. And that, I suppose, is if there is a kind of flaw in the Death Star at the moment, or a flaw, a slight chink in the armor, it's go at the base of City's build up. When they're narrow, they're building up, they're inverting, go there and disrupt it. Get there as, you know, to quote the Y, get there early. Get there early, get to the base of the playmaking, because that is where we saw time and again, and it happens so often in this game from Newcastle, that it has to go down as an opportunity. I wouldn't say it was a flaw, so much. it's an opportunity to, to do something interesting against City.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, the, it's almost like a fuck around to find out thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> to find out you've got to fuck around. And, you really uh, have to, yeah, yeah. I've said this numerous times before. Teams who are ball dominant and very intimidating, they are used to playing against sides who are trying to protect their own box because yeah. they do that all the time. And actually, we've seen them come unstuck at various, in various leagues, in various competitions, both the men and women's game, when teams some, somehow actually just be like, do you know what? Like, no, no. And they right. give them a little bop on the nose and then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, Ooh. what the hell? Where'd that come from? Yeah. yeah, no one ever bops us on the nose and that, right. you know, and it's just, I think Newcastle did that. Newcastle were actually like, oh, do you know what? We're going to go at you and yep. It just worked. It totally worked, and they were good. They were good value for that three-one. I thought the three-one so. lead very much and then so. I, think yeah, very is, much so. I think the 3 0 is a completely fair result because I think Manchester City, like Kevin De Bruyne, for example, when he started to pull those strings, it was just so good. And I think he him does and at Holland least one or two things is, every game that just you, you don't yeah, see anywhere else. I think the combination between him and Hall in the season is going to be devastating, and I think could be the difference for Manchester City in the latter stages of the Champions League because you have someone yeah. who can just unlock in an instant and someone, mm. as we saw with Haaland during this game, who can just find space in an instant and is devastating when he does so. He probably should have done better on that one-on-one where he got put through by De Bruyne. But his yeah, goal should, have lifted, it, should have lifted it. His yeah. goal was a prime example of just like, you cannot stop that sometimes. You just can't.
1: Now that's the definition of crashing the box. Yeah. You are taking the roof off the net, yeah. But just the move, even, I mean, it's, some will say, oh, it's two yards out. It's the movement for it though. It's the anticipation that makes he's it look got, easier than it's. All of the yeah.
2: nonsense around Holland, he's got three goals in his first three Premier League games. He's yeah. on course to score thirty-eight goals this season. <laughs> like, yeah. So they wouldn't be surprised if he did, yeah. And know, actually an underrated part of this stages, game. And yeah. you know, it's kind of like the 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 Pogba assist thing last season when we were like, oh my god, if you extrapolate this through the season, Pogba's gonna have four hundred and eighty-seven assists. <laughs> <or something." laughs> but you know, for all of the talk after the community shield he's kind of doing fine.
1: Yeah, he is. And also an underrated part of his game, maybe or not underrated, but slightly overlooked is his ability to pass actually. Yeah. yeah, I to Great space. You know, he's one of those, it's almost like uh, you look at the NBA, like someone that passes out of a double team, like a, someone that draws coverage, um, mm-hmm. like a Yanis, a player that draws coverage because three or four players will jump on him and then he'll, he'll lay the ball off into space really well. He's really good at that too. So yeah.
2: Just a quick shout out for the other, Players who uh, are on as many or more goals than Erlen Haaland, Alexandra Mitrovic, who we will talk about in a little bit. Wolf Saha mm-hmm. and top of the league, Rodrigo on four. So impressive. And uh, quick start. thing before we move on from this game. Yeah. So you know I talk about this spiritually on side thing where Yes. There was a there was a there were a few this weekend actually. There was one in the Palace game, there was one Gabriel Jesus' goal. I actually tweeted he was so spiritually on side. That the offside gods sent Stockley Park a still image that they <laughs> shot on a Nokia 3310. <laughs> because it was so blurry and so pixelated. And then all of a sudden they just put the line in. And I was just like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This, what what we're we doing is what we're we doing. And also, what we doing?
1: Like, I don't know. I also are think you saying that, that sh- the red card being revoked was a buzzkill?
2: No, no, no. The, red, the, the, the Gabriel Jesus goal being disallowed was a buzz. Oh, goal right, because right, also, right. it was 3 0. There should be a protocol on how, how much time they allot to offside decisions based mm. on the scoreline. If there's a three goal margin and 30 minutes left and they can't figure it out in five seconds, they should just give it. And that's fair. But if it's nil-nil and it's the 90th minute, they need to take their time. I would completely agree. That's a great There you word. go. I think football should be more governed on vibes. Listen,
1: as someone who's, This is like take my money. Some, take some my some money, <laughs> referee,
2: send me off, send me <laughs> off. Me? <laughs> no, it wasn't no, him. No, it was talking me. my language, it's, ref. This is case of mistaken identity. It wasn't him. It was me. Wait a minute. It was are you saying?
1: Are you saying that replay should actually be vibes assisted review? VAR is actually vibes assisted review. Where actually, yeah. when a play is replayed, then it's decided on vibes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, to back it up, what we were saying was. In addition to having spiritually
2: onside, so you're technically offside, but in the spirit of the game, you're onside. Really, yeah. Kieran Trippier has shown that there is a spiritual red, but not an actual red. The
1: spiritual red, yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you feel it? Wasn't, I think his red. red.
2: I think his red was a spiritual red, but it's not an actual red. Oh,
1: so how it's so? It's a
2: correct so decision. I... Correct decision because mm. it was there wasn't a lot of force. It was it was essentially a cynical. Ploy to bring down a, a player on the halfway line. He met, like he mentioned after the game. He was like, "I made sure I didn't show my studs. I caught him with like the top of my foot, just because I had to bring him down." Like he was super open about it. He was like, "I didn't mm-hmm. want to hurt the guy. It was just like a cynical foul on the halfway line, yellow card." You saw him but, afterwards when he was comforting De Bruyne, like yeah, yeah, like, and he was saying he was explaining like, like kind of thing, and they yeah. were fine apparently afterwards. I think in the moment it feels like a lot worse than it is because
1: it's, it's the and also it's the it's all, you know it is. Ever get caught up in it? It was the atmosphere, yeah. the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, spiritually, it's
2: moving that way that people are like, actually, I think that should be a red. Yes. Remember when Granite Xhaka got sent off for Arsenal in the first game of the season? I think it was a few years ago when they changed this directive and then they changed it back again for a, a similar tackle, but on the halfway line. on He's the league leader. He's the
1: all time leader in spiritual reds. Oh, absolutely. Or yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. No, 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 no. Actually, no. Not, 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 not reds. In reds that like spiritual are the yellows other, that are actual reds. <laughs> yes. In he, he, yeah, exactly. He's in the in terms of he's the all-time leader. Yeah, I think he is. I think someone, he, is, he gets red. He gets the most reds. The point where the ref runs over and goes, "Who made that foul? Oh, it was granite. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you got to go for that. No, yeah. but oh no, but come on, granite's granite, already granite, walking, on. He's like, I've seen this movie."
2: it's like the the, the, the gta meme. oh shit here we go again (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) exactly
2: but yeah i think this i think the the trippy thing was really interesting because i do there were a lot of there was a lot of chat about how that tackle will probably become a red card soon and i think that's probably what i think the overall. i don't have the data but i can imagine that a lot of people would agree that that probably should be if you like, don't there's go for something the ball, else you hit
1: someone's knee on the halfway line. There was something else. This is a crescendo red, actually. A crescendo because the entire red. game was building. The game was building. You know, the energy, the tension. It's the kind of red that happens in a World Cup round two match. Mm-hmm. When, like, everyone's going at it and, like, you know, the crowd's just, like, everyone and everyone's hyped. And, actually, even the ref is more hyped than they like to admit. And they're, like, the ref even is, you know, because refs, they're not in a vacuum, like, is it? The red flies from the pocket because it just feels like the thing you give at that time. The game's open, the field's broken, the equalizer's being chased, the winner's being chased, extra time is looming. Yeah, send them off. And then, like, that's it. And I think to the credit of the ref here, it's almost like, hang on a minute, hold up, like, what are we hold all up. doing here? Yeah. It's like, what are we all doing here? Let's look back at this. It feels like a red because of the speed of everything. And like De Bruyne is coming in and Trippier goes across him and he scored the free kick. Level's was hype, but actually in isolation. This is actually why. For all its flaws, VAR has its value. For all its flaws. Because that chance to just take a moment and be like, what are we doing here? Mm. And I think it um, was the right choice, yeah. Shout out for Trippier's free kick as well, by the way, because it was absolutely amazing. I
2: love that free kick where they go across the wall into yes. the court. I love that. Beckham used to do it all the time. And it used to look Pirlo, so alien Pirlo too. because Pirlo did, yeah. Such a good I was free was watching kick. a lot of recently. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, um, In fact, yeah, the side netting. And the, the fact that he knew, the fact that Edison had a good idea that's where it was going mm. and still there was nothing that could be done about it. Um, yeah, like really, really impressive stuff.
2: Quickly on Arsenal while we're here. Gabriel Jesus, spiritually side. Arsenal, brilliant. Should have been more. They're looking really good in the opening stage of the season. William Saliba with a lovely goal. Alexander Zinchenko's reaction to this is unbelievable. Like, and his interview incredible. after was just like so good. So good. So good. Because at first when I saw it, I thought, or was he pissed off because he didn't he wanted the cut back but then just seeing it he didn't even, it, celebrate. He he didn't even floor, celebrate everyone else like, runs off yeah he's he does like does the you Bobby can't Robson believe- Ronaldo thing hand on the head but he drops to his knees and he turns around and he's like talking to himself basically being like that's fucking amazing I can't believe what I've just
1: seen but the funny thing is and it was amazing because he said that about the goal but on top of that, he was like, it's just everything he's done, every, the way he's playing. So he's obviously mm. watching Zinchenko the whole game going, oh my God, this guy's amazing. He's so good. He's so good. What a defender. Oh my God. And now he can do that. He goes, it's so fun. He's literally having an internal, he's behaving like a football fan. It's quite funny. Zinchenko, <laughs> but Zinchenko, Zinchenko
2: is such an intelligent footballer. Right. So for him. I think that's the thing maybe why, yeah. he, why he loves Saliba so much. Sorry to cut in. But like, yeah, yeah. you can see Saliba, like, he scored an own goal last week and it was just not mm. a big deal because it was so unlucky. But you just see his, his intelligence in positioning the way that like, he really looks like he even needs to get his knees
1: dirty. It reminds me of actually, it sounds weird. If Anelka was a centre-back, he'd be Saliba. Wow. I I kept, I'm sorry, I I said, it can't, it's the most uncanny resemblance. If Anelka, because the style of play, you know, like when there was a thing with Anelka, like there was a certainty. He would get a through ball at Wembley, England, France, bang, it's done. You see him in the Champions League, still my favorite Nelco performance, the semi final against Bayern, both legs, extraordinary, right? There was just like it's done, it's dealt with. Saliba, but there's a thing about him, it's a poise. It's not even the touch. It's the poise, it's the deliberation, it's the decision. It's just, it's just he's so far ahead. When you see him in terms of his aura and style of play, and I'm like, this is like it's like watching an Elker if he was a centre back. Like, and that sounds like a weird That's such a good shout, man. Yeah. That's such a
2: good shout. <clears throat> also, he has the best new chant. Oh my god, of any so good. Arsenal so good. player. And it's so simple. I was like, my da- I was telling my dad about it. He was just like, oh, what is it? And we were in the car, and I sang the whole thing to my dad. And my dad, as it obviously was progressing, was kind of looking at me, really confused. Because the build it's up, just, yeah, the build up. He's he's like, da- like all you're doing da- da- is going, like that, and then you do the whole thing, and then just right at the end, saliba. It's and so funny. Just, and
1: he just cracked up. And he loved it. like, Dad, eyes on the road, eyes on the road, Dad. Because <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. I love the Zinchenko one as well. There's an honorable mention for that one. That's a great chant. Yeah, yeah,
2: so good. So yeah. good. Quick shout out to Brighton, who were unbelievable again against West Ham. West Ham, I think that's their worst start. Well, the first time they've lost their opening three games without scoring a goal since 71? That's for wild.
1: 51 years. Shout out to Trossard as well. He's been so oh impressive. God. Cucurella's gone out. And I was thinking at the start of this season, like, I was slightly anxious for Brighton because he, did so, he was so good for them. giving the a thrust on the left. Trossard's come in. It's just, it's the goals, it's the all action. Brighton are just, their recruitment is,
2: it's a spectacular. Smart bit of coaching as well because it was just a slight t- tweak in that second
1: half. Yeah. And then they, they scored straight away. Oh, can I say as well, Amazing. can I say a quick shout for Welbeck as well? Welbeck's little dummy that wins the penalty is, is, so is well, spectacular.
2: Yeah, that wasn't the best uh, the best debut for Tilo Kera. No, not the best at all. Um, interesting signing though. Very interesting signing. He's still only twenty five. He didn't. He was qu- kind of quite highly regarded, and I just think.
1: Yeah, I think it can be h- quite hard for a young player coming through at PSG over the years. It was a very Draxler, you know, it, it felt a it sort of Draxler mm. to PSG move, like that same thing. You go there and you're kind of a, this is the one reason why if Rashford did go to PSG. You have to be a little bit careful because the pressure to play a certain configuration of attackers every time is quite high. And will you get the coaching you need? I still think PSG would be, in football terms, I think it would be a, a good move for Rashford. But I think mm-hmm. there's that caveat because you have the Tilo Carrier problem and he hasn't he had a run of games, a run of form. So yeah, it was tough. And Brighton are going to be a tough assignment for anyone as a debut, I would say. But yeah, really impressed by their recruitment.
2: Let's quickly run through the rest. I mean, the Fulham-Bremford um, game on Saturday was amazing. Like we mentioned, Mitrovic with another goal. Great. Three and three for Gorgeous him. Gorgeous header, yeah. But Tony's goal was unbelievable as well. And he had one disallowed and uh, Norgard's goal was great. Yeah. All of the goals were amazing. Like, in fact, every single goal in this game was so, was so enjoyable.
1: And it was just a, an absolutely, like, amazing game of football. And I wonder where these two teams, again, First very First on match days. of the day, by the way. Love that. I love that. Which I love. But I love that because it, it speaks to the quality of the football these teams are producing and also, like, to how they're doing. Like, I mean, such early days, obviously. Who knows where these teams will end up. But what I love about it is that Fulham have come into this playing their football. They've come into this division playing their football and you look at it and they've been rewarded. They're unbeaten. What, like three? Seventh. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Like, this is the thing about this Premier League. There are, the, the coaching is extraordinary, right? And the coaching is so good that coaches will unlock you. So it's not enough. We will unlock you. No. <laughs> coaches will unlock you. So you're not in a position to just sit back and just take the, and take the draws. To get higher up the league is that you've got to gamble. And to the credit of these teams, they're gambling. And it's working. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to see it.
2: Palace in Villa 3-1. Palace are looking really, really good. Yeah. Zaha is locked in, isn't he? He's locked in. Playing pretty well. You know, they were okay against Arsenal. They were good against Liverpool. And they, you know, I think if they were going to write those three games down at the beginning of the season, you know, they may have given themselves an extra point against Arsenal, perhaps, maybe. Or maybe they thought they would have beaten Arsenal. But I think four points out of those opening three games is a good haul for Palace.
1: Really good. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah. And the thing as well just about look this? Sick. They yeah. just look so good. We've said this before like, Zaha, the challenge for him always at Palace was just giving him that sort of supporting cast. And now he's just completely free. Mm. He's completely free to, you know, he was free before, but like, he's unshackled in the sense that he's not having to like be the sole focus of threats. Mm. You know, with someone like Eze in there as well, there's just multiple, multiple outlets for danger. I'm quite excited to see where they end up this year, actually. we yeah. see. A quick shout for
2: Southampton who beat Leicester 2-1 after being a goal down. Great Two mentality. goals with Che Adams. They were great. It was a good, good result for Southampton that. I was watching this with Southampton Rob. It's very stressful. And his oh. dog, by the way, when he watches Southampton, she knows that something's up so she just goes away.
1: It's so funny.
2: Honestly. <laughs> because we were watching the Arsenal game afterwards and she was there. She was cool. And I was just like, but, so it's not just the football. She doesn't just hear football and assume that tension is in the air and leaves. And he's just like, no, no, no. She's like, she will sit there and watch for my reaction. And actually... So funny. Basically, you know,
1: Rob's two strengths to watch for Southampton. Very intuitive dog. Well, yeah. aren't they all? Aren't, aren't they all? all? Uh, Ever since we won all with Forrest,
2: that's I suppose a good point for Forrest as well. Great point. Yeah. Although yeah, yeah. taking
1: the lead that late, maybe you would have liked to have seen it out. I just think, I do think in a point, at most places early in the season, mm. it's good for them at this point.
2: And final shout out, Spurs Wolves. Not a great game. No, no. Um, Spurs are intriguing. And I think Spurs, if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be quietly, extremely pleased with what's going on at the moment. Because they've not really played super well, apart from the second half of the Southampton game. Mm. Like super well. They were, actually, they were good in the second half against Wolves, but I mean, like, they've not fired. And there's links with Malinowski. It'd be amazing signing.
1: You know, we talked about, we talked about the one extra creative element needed in midfield. Yeah, yeah. Malinovsky that midfield. Pfft, that is, whoa. Because those who haven't seen him, Malinovsky is, <laughs> I, part of me, I mean, I, when I saw him being linked to Marseille, I was like, yeah, like, great signing for them. And also I was thinking, yeah, but I need to see some other names in that hat. Mm. And when I saw Spurs linked, I was like, now nah, we're talking. Because let's say Malinowski with Bentancourt or Hoibier is, you are cooking with gas at that point. You really are. Mm. That's a Champions League midfield. Like that's a that's an elite midfield.
2: Yeah, I think it's. I think that'd be a great signing. But that's the thing. If you if you in the early stages of the season when you're not fully, fully, fully firing and you're breaking right, up right. points and you haven't been beaten, that's it's quite ominous actually.
1: Oh, very much so. Very you know much I mean? so. Conte, yeah. I think, should be happy with this as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's
1: take a quick break, and we're
2: going to do a quick roundup. Stuff. Other stuff. All right, and very quickly, let's start with Liga because PSG stuck seven past Lille in the Christophe Gartier derby. Mbappe scoring within just a few seconds, following the likes of Bournemouth and Sparta Rotterdam with the same <laughs> the same opening goal. Jacob Stack, shout out to Jacob, who made us a lovely oh image for our third birthday, which we posted on Beautiful Twitter piece and of art. Yeah. Uh Instagram Absolutely Thanks, Thanks, absolutely absolute absolute Yeah, Mirror stuff. images. Maybe this is like the football equivalent of the TikTok dance trend where everyone kicks off the same way and scores after eight seconds. The score after eight (laughs) seconds challenge. That's what it should be. (laughs) Uh, PSG on maximum points um, after this win. Mbappe hat-trick. Messi with a lovely goal. Hakimi with a lovely goal. And two for Neymar as well. Um, They are top of the league. Nine points. Lens are second hoop because they beat Marseille. No, they they beat Monaco. 4-1 in Monaco great result for them. Marseille beating Nantes 2-1 and uh, Leon are
1: up there as well. Oh, quickly in France, a slight sort of uh, there was a talk of um, Dennis Zachariah going to Monaco um, to make way for already? Paredes and I, and I was like yeah I, like, I hope, that's, I, hope I, I hope, there's nothing in that because oh. Zachariah needs yeah, I really liked him there when he was fit so yeah, let's um, no, hope he hangs stay, around. stay, stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? No, Juve can't be looking at getting rid of him already. I hope not. But that was what, that was what uh, was being floated. I hope that's not a, a goer. Um, uh,
2: do you want to, yep. do you want to jump to Serie A Musa? because there is the Musa Okwonga Derby.
1: Atalanta <laughs> Milan, first of all, we have to go that Atal- The Derby de la
2: That's what we're going to call
1: it. <laughs> derby de <della Moussa>. la <laughs> Atalanta, Milan, and uh, a really good game, this actually. Mm. Benassa and Malinowski, the standouts. Atalanta, impressive. They've lost quite a few They've lost some big players in the last two seasons mm. and their ability to renew themselves. I can't remember. Was, was I talking to you about this? Um, actually, I was talking, actually, I talked to a very good friend, Lee Davis. Shout out to Lee. Hey, shout out to Lee. Down in Leipzig. We had a chat and he was like, how many players can Atalanta afford to sell off before mm. it becomes a completely new rebuilding cycle? But I got to say, they showed up here. Um, they were impressive. Milan had to work for this. I think Tonali probably should have scored uh, to, give them, to give them the advantage. But yeah, really good point for Atalanta, I would say, uh, against the team that... Milan look look good. I know they got a draw here, but they they started the season showing showing some real resilience. The, the game I really want to talk about um, is Napoli for Varus Kalia for Napoli. This guy because he's twenty one years old. He's already twice been Georgian Player of the Year. Like he's twenty one. He his name and he's beautiful. Like it. Like the. St- Let's bear in mind that Napoli's big problem last year was their inability to win the really tight games. And that still has to be tested. But there was also another challenge, which they've already sorted, which is giving the keys to the young attackers. Insigne is gone. Mertens didn't start this game. Uh, was not in the mix. Lozano Ossimen-Valazcalia is like, it's beautiful. It's fluid. It's smart. Everyone can take the point. Uh, Ossiman can go wide. His other players can come inside. It's just, I love this front line for them. And they're no losing idea. Fabian Ruiz and they're bringing in Dombele. I know. Like, and they've got no Lubotka and Gisa Zielinski. This is like, Napoli have done it. They've like, they've, they've revamped and they've recruited really well and they just look, they look spectacular. And I've said this a, you know, a few times in the podcast before, but when they're flowing, there's like few other teams in Europe I'd rather watch. So, yeah, shout out to them. Really exciting game for them, um, just in terms of what it promises. Inter beating Spezia 3-0. No big surprise there. But yeah, so not, that's the the big stories, I spoke from, mm. from, from a Serie A, Atalanta and Napoli, I would say, this, this week.
2: Um, just quickly in the Bundesliga, Bayern beat Bochum 7-0 away from home. Uh, that means it's the biggest, or oh, it's the best opening start after three games in Bundesliga history for... Any team ever played 3 score
1: 3 scored 15, conceded 1. Um, You've said this before, you take out the best player. You've said this before, Ryan. You take out the best player from a team and the team actually...
2: Comes alive, yeah. I, I, was, I'm, I have to admit, though, I was a little bit surprised that this would happen so soon with Bayern. But we'll talk about this maybe a little bit more on Thursday when we talk about the Bundesliga stuff as a whole. But um, Frankfurt-Cologne was the other game on Sunday. That was one-all. But the big result probably from the weekend was Dortmund being 2-0 up against Werder Bremen and then conceding three goals in the final six minutes including stoppage time This has never happened before has it? you have never had 3-2 team. at home to Werder Bremen who have just come up
1: I think a team has never lost in the Bundesliga or not for several years at least having been 2-0 ahead that late that Here's a shout as well yeah. I mean obviously there'll be a conversation about Dortmund another time but this is a shout quickly for Lee Buchanan, mm. the English left back uh, from, who went from Derby to Werder. Really smart piece of recruitment. How do they do this? So I was looking back and I was like, hang on a minute, like my guy's popping up with a late goal here. It looked like it'd be the consolation, ended up like leading the fight back. So Lee Buchanan played for Derby in their UEFA Youth League team and they beat that Dortmund team that contained Yusuf Makoko. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know what is in the water at Derby, but it's something serious. Uh, and it's obviously. So, now that I'm going to be keeping like, a close eye on Derby because you can produce a at Lee Buchanan, they're doing something very right. So, I'm um, really excited for them.
2: Oliver Burke got the winner who signed for Verde Bremen on a free transfer in the summer. So, bit of romance there. Wow. Wow. But yeah, we'll save the rest of the Bundesliga chat for Thursday because Labour Crews mm. are in trouble. Uh, good result for Union, though. Shout out Union. They beat Leipzig 2 1 at home. That's a big result for them in a, great, in a game great, great where game. People, they just talk about polar opposites of the but the German football spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's a, that's a game that always carries a little bit of needle because Union fans and Union ultras, there's been protests before at games. So it's always, it's, in, it's so interesting though because the breakdown, you know, they, they won 2-1 on 0.71 XG in 26% possession. But <laughs>
0: it's just
2: Union, Union going to Union. Um, yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed, I'll be going to the Bayern game. So That'd that's, be amazing. Um when Union famously halt buttons run. Love it. we love Again. to see it. Do you want to do La Liga super
1: quick? Just a quick roundup. Very, 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 very quickly. Um, Villarreal at top of the league. Yeah, Villarreal top of the league. And here's the thing as well, like this, this win over Atleti, Atleti looked brilliant against Getafe. They looked brilliant, but it can be easy to forget when a team like Atleti's, you know, started well, how dangerous Villarreal can be. And they came in, we saw them the Champions League, we saw what they could do. This wasn't a surprise really in terms of, what they can p- produce, I was disappointed, I would say, by Atleti, considering what we were seeing from them against Gotavia. It felt like they would knitted together something quite exciting, but Villarreal just snuffed the life out of them in terms of their attacking uh, potential and threat. And by the time they won, I mean, the, 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 the goal they scored, I think it was like four and two by the end that Moreno scored when they were through at the end. And they just, they just, just they made them disintegrate. And the one, the damning indictment I would say of the opening goal for Villarreal was the sliced clearance in the box that led to it. And I thought that doesn't happen under a peak defensive Atleti. And we've said this before over the last few years, but this is not the Atleti that Simeone created in his image, it's different. Like just defensively, that just wouldn't have, that's the kind of um, mistake you would see once every five seasons from a peak Simeone defence. So whatever Atleti are going to be this season, it's not the one that we've we've seen in the modern era or grown up with.
2: Can I just give a shout out to my favourite moment of this game, where Can you hit this unbelievable header that bounced off the floor and then hit the bar? Which I just love. Anyway, I love that. Like that visual is so amazing. Ball bounces out. Carrasco then follows in with another header, and uh, Ruli makes this unbelievable save because he's on the deck. He gets up, claws it out, and they all think it's behind the line. And it's one of those where most of the ball is. Yeah, but there's part of the ball that's on the line. Unbelievable like few seconds of play yeah was just great sequence like, yeah this is so chaotic
1: <laughs>
2: so chaotic and they cut to it cut my favourite thing about this was Conte also did it on Spurs' winner Harry Kane's goal it cuts to him shows the replay of him doing the heading motion which is just a sub-genre of things that I <laughs> yeah. love in football but the thing with uh, this time with Simeone because there were two headers the replay showed him doing the first one and then the second one and then putting his hands on his heads and he was kind of like oh, oh,
1: oh, I don't know what's going <laughs> on it's so funny when you see coaches really feeling it, isn't it? Yeah. Like really in it. I, I, I love seeing them being like super calm, like Ancelotti and doing nothing or going like OTT.
2: Nothing yeah. in between. Like the, the, my, my favourite, favorite, yeah. favorite, favourite, favourite Ancelotti thing is when everyone, there's pandemonium around him at Everton and he's just got the eyebrow and he's blowing his tea because it's too hot for him and he's just so chill. He just turns around blowing his tea.
1: That's amazing. Nothing has surprised that man in the football field. What, in the last 25 years? Ever, I don't think. Really, ever, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two other results that i suppose are the, the headline results um Celta Vigo 1 Real Madrid 4 this game is notable for two luca madrid related moments firstly that that goal he scores from distance so it's just like there's a range that he gets into it's like him and chabi alonso and they don't do it as often actually each season as they probably could there was a range they got into in the final third, they would just look up and you're like, that's going top right. Like to the point where mm. when he scored it, he put this curls, this unbelievable strike top right and he just jogs away like he's like, yeah, that's what I do. Mm. And my second uh, moment in this game that stood out was the three ball he plays to Vinicius, which is unbelievable. But now this is, this, this is the her- hilarious bit. The person chasing Vinicius actually gives up. <laughs> He gives up. He's like, you see, if you watch again, Vinicius goes and the guy, incredible first touch and the guy's just like, oh. And the funny thing is, if he actually carried on running, he might've got some kind of a tackle in or made some kind of contact, but he's like, there's just no way. Like, it's (laughs) you actually saw, it It was very existential deceleration. You just saw him questioning his football mortality. You saw him, if you watch that goal again, just get a chance to see, the through ball comes in, Vinicius takes the first touch and whoever's covering him, like, you see him like, you see him slow down. He's like, no, nah, it's, it's, it's done. And to be fair, he's not entirely wrong. Um, great win. But the game I really want to talk about, um, maybe just in brief, Real Sociedad won Barcelona 4. Real That's Sociedad good. were so good for so much of this game. Alexander Isaac was a holy terror. Barca take the early lead, uh, well-constructed goal. Uh, Lewandowski at the near post, his first um, goal in La Liga for Barca. He's like equalizers and thereafter Sossett at half the balance and Kubo should have scored. Like they mm. should have been 2-1 up. And, you know, it's tight until you know, in Pedri's, Pedri's superb because Pedri's Pedri. Pedri's just doing everything as usual. The plumber, the electrician, the CEO, the COO of that midfield. He's doing everything. He's even dropping deep and receiving the ball from Ter Stegen. And then they bring on Fati. who, caveat, Ugh. has had his fitness issues. So we know that. We know all of that. Adzifati comes on and in 14 minutes... Forty minutes later, he's man of the match. Mm-hmm. Like two extraordinary assists and then a finish of such like supernatural calm and he jogs away. Yep. And, and, and Ray, I cannot, I cannot overstate how well Soss up a playing defensively until that point. And it, and it's funny because you almost saw other players auditioning wide forward roles. Rafinha, who was on the bench for this game, wasn't the best in the last game. Fizman Dembele was playing um, wide and was making, to be honest, a lot of really bad decisions. And the moment Ansifati came on, I call him the connective tissue of that attack, is because the thing about him is he, he's a wide forward who can play as a 10 with equal ability. So he was occupying a particular space. If you see the places where his goals came from and his assists, it's the same kind of like inside right spot, which you can, mm-hmm. you can do inside left as well. it's Inside left, you can go inside right as well. He can occupy that entire space in the final third. And the decision-making, it's like, there's no waste. At his peak, there's no waste. And it's, it's so weird because you watch these games and it's, we've seen it a thousand times with Barca. You play away. Um, the home team plays as if they're the home side. They're counter-punching. Everyone's sitting deep. Gavi wasn't his most effective. Pedri's looking around for options. Everything's static. Frankie dion wasn't bad. He was pretty good, actually, I thought. Certainly the mm. ball pretty well.
2: Gave the ball away for the goal, wasn't it,
1: but the movement ahead yeah. wasn't ideal yeah the movement ahead was not ideal Ansu just came in and just you know that is a player who um, there's very few footballers where greatness awaits as long as they stay fit I think we put Pedri in that class we put uh, Ansu in that class it's just a question of if they can just just manage to get the luck with their fitness but if you get a chance to watch that game watch the, the highlights back he was um, he was spectacular
2: I agree, and we will talk more about him on Thursday, Stadio. We will, we will. But for now, I think we should, uh, I think we should make a move. Let's do it. Let's bounce, Musa Kwanga. Uh, we hope everyone stays safe and well. And don't forget to check Wright's house up on Wednesday, and Stadio will be back Thursday. And check the Stadio Outros place on Spotify. Speaking of which, playing out on Caletta Sue, you keep holding back on love. Can
1: I say this actually? One thing I do have to say listen this is This is. yeah well this is a, a final word of advice let's let's please not hold back on love listeners dear mm. listeners everybody needs love exactly
0: it's- love and chaos <laughs> that's what they <laughs> should have called <laughs> the movie. that's what Thor. the Thor
1: movie now that now that love and chaos oh my goodness don't get me started don't get me started <laughs> 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 all right much love everyone we'll be back on Thursday see you then